Hello Heat Nation and NBA fans and welcome to the very first, the inaugural episode of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK based NBA podcast. I am your host, my name is Dan Healy, although you are probably more familiar with me as my Twitter handle which is at the Miami Heat UK on both Twitter and Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. Um, straight away, before we get into anything, I just want to say the Twitter account was started about three months ago. Um, just took a punt with it. Um, was recommended to do it by one of the um, Orlando Magic UK guys who uh, said, why don't you get stuck into it? The, uh, the Heat aren't being represented by an official page. So I thought, why not? I got stuck in. Um, yeah, about three months ago now. Um, got to say... Really enjoying um, the NBA in the UK fan base. Uh, the community is fantastic. I've already made some great interactions with guys on both sides of the pond over here in the UK and over in the US. Um, so I just want to say thank you for everyone that's followed me. I think the account is already on about 600 odd followers. Um, and we've built a website in that time. You know, that's going well. If you want to check that out, that's uh, the Miami Heat, uh, sorry, uh, Miami Heat UK. Dot com. If you want to check that out, there'll be updated regular art- articles, pods, uh, some fun and games. Uh, a bit more will go on with that as the season goes on uh, when we get stuck into it. A little bit of a quiet time right now. But yeah, check that out as well if you haven't done. But thank you so much for everybody to taking the time out to listen to this. It's really appreciated. And um, we'll get stuck in with some introductions. So as I said, my name is Dan Healy and um, I have followed basketball now for only about three years. In fact, the next season will be my fourth year involved in it. Um, it came out of nowhere, really. Uh, I am a Brit, so therefore I love all the common um, sports that are uh, popular over here. Obviously, football being the main one. I'm a big Liverpool FC supporter. I also love golf, cricket, Formula One. Anything that you can put a fixture list and a league table in, I've always been writing involved with always had a passion for sport and uh, despite that I've never really uh, got stuck in or took any notice to anything that was going on in America Um, which is a bit bizarre really I don't know why but there we are that it's it all came about really with my younger brother Um, he said one day literally on the eve of the 2016 season I think it was um, said to me look I'm about to get um, stuck into basketball. I watched it loosely last year, but the season's about to start. I'm going to get involved. I think it's a sport you're really going to enjoy. Um, Why not pick a team? Just pick a team, get involved, see if you like it. So I thought, okay, yeah, why not? NBA, basketball, yeah, fast-paced, quick quick sport. Yeah, I'll get stuck into it. So only really to create a bit of sibling rivalry. My younger brother at the time was an Orlando Magic fan. So I just said, okay, just to create a bit of fun, I'll be the main rivals um, in terms of down south. I will be a Miami Heat fan. And I chose that on that basis and that basis alone. Um, Watched the first couple of games and was instantly hooked. Loved the sport. Loved the the pace of it. um, How quick it was to pick up. You know, it's not a particularly complicated sport to pick up. So I thought, yeah, I'm I'm into this. Let's get involved. Very quickly, the free pass uh, on NBA pass was um, immediately upgraded to uh, paid in full. And since then, I've yeah, I've watched every minute of every broadcast for the last three years. Um, completely addicted to it. I've got 
everyone's jerseys, ridiculous amount of merch. I've been to see Miami over in the States now, seen them five times in the three years already. Hope to continue to keep that going, although my record has been appalling. Um, I am at the moment one and four for my trips over there, so uh, apologies for that. But um, as I said, don't ban me because I want to keep coming back. But yeah, just love the team, instantly addicted to it, live and breathe it. And that's sort of followed on now between all the Miami sports. I now love everything Miami do. I love the Dolphins. I love the Panthers. I love the Marlins. I'm fully, fully flown into it all. And um, yeah, uh, but NBA is my main passion. The Miami Heat are my main passion. And uh, I've, as I said, I've decided now to start getting involved a bit more. I've created the blog. I've created the web page. I've created the Twitter accounts, the social media accounts. And I just want to engage. You know, that's what I do this for. Not, it's obviously not a job. It's, uh, it's just a hobby. And this is our first podcast. So I really, really appreciate you listening. Um, and we're going to delve into some of the moves that are happening uh, for the Miami Heat. As we all know, we have acquired all-star Jimmy Butler um, out of nowhere. And I want to get in now to what's happening next. There's been a lot of rumours, a lot of names We've got people like Westbrook, which has already happened, obviously, now. He's gone over to uh, the Rockets. We'll have a quick chat about that. Don't want to get too involved in that because that's been sort of old news now. It's about a week ago that trade happened. CP3, want to get into that. And also the Bill uh, rumours. So let's get stuck into that. Okay, this episode is called Bill Me, Stick or Twist, because of the ongoing rumours that are circulating that haven't gone away for some time now about the possibility of Bradley Bill from the Washington Wizards uh, being traded to the Miami Heat. Um, I'm going to delve into that mainly in this episode, but before I do, I just want to come back to Um, some of the stuff that's already happened. I'm not going to go into massive detail because it's relatively old news now. Um, Everyone's had their say on it, their take on it. But I just want to quickly recap on what's happened so far and what's possibly about to happen. So going back to um, uh, the free agency deadline, uh, we had um, the worst kept secret that uh, Jimmy Butler was going to be coming to the Miami Heat. And that happened out of nowhere, really, in terms of the ridiculous caps uh, hell that uh, Miami are in. We have managed to get an all-star caliber player, someone who wants to be here from a team that were, well, possibly one shot away from maybe even winning themselves in uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, So a team that he could have quite easily have gone back to and run it back and done it again. Um, he didn't. He's decided to abandon ship and come to what was a temp seed last season, Miami Heat. Um, my reasons for why I think that's happened is because two things. One, in the immediate term, I think he's going to love taking the torch from Dwayne Wade. I think he's, he's instantly now become our guy. He's our jersey seller. He's our go-to guy. He's our alpha. And I think that all really appealed uh, to to Jimmy to instantly become that man on a historic franchise like Miami Heat. So that's one of the reasons. The second reason I believe that we've got Jimmy is because I believe he's been told that there is going to be more action. There will be a, a partner for him. I think from the minute that trade happened, 
it very quickly became apparent that Pat wasn't done there. Okay, I think that with the league in such flux at the moment, nobody has a big three anymore. Everyone seems to have this duo and Pat wants it. He wants to be able to be in the race at the same time. Everybody seems to be in win now. I think he wants that to happen. And almost straight away after uh, the Jimmy deal was done, the Bradley Bill rumours started to circulate and it was starting to get the same sort of noises that um, Jimmy was getting in the fact that does Bill want to be in Miami? And the rumours were apparently, yes, he does. It appeals to him for the same reasons. Okay, so those rumours started to circulate. I'll go into the ins and outs of it in a minute. But before I do, something then obviously massive happened in the NBA. And that was that out of, again, a bit of a bombshell. Everyone thought Kawhi was going to the Lakers. um, And then suddenly we all woke up to the news that he was going to L.A., but in fact to the Clippers, and even more of a bombshell, is that he'd managed to recruit Paul George to come along with him. So, suddenly, the goalposts moved, because now, with that trade for Paul George from Oklahoma going over to LA, uh, in return for a historic amount of picks that came back to OKC, um, immediately the rumours were, okay, it's going to be a blow-up now for, for Oklahoma. They're going to trade everything away and reset. So, the Bill rumours suddenly stopped and almost inevitably, the Russ Westbrook rumours started. And not only did they start, they gathered pace. So, I don't blame Pat for looking at this trade. I think it was a natural thing to do if a guy like Westbrook, who in my opinion is a top 10 player, just about, maybe 10 to 12 player in the NBA, if that happens, you've got to pursue it. You've got to try and get in the conversation. You've got to at least speak about the possibility of can we get this guy as well. Okay, so if you read my article that I wrote that was on uh, my webpage, MiamiHitUK.com, if you read my page about the Westbrook article, and you may well have done because it was my highest um, so far in terms of recount, so thank you if you did. But um, I went into um, the detail of the pros and cons of trading for Westbrook, and I was um, probably in the minority um, in Heat Twitter that was saying that I don't think this is the deal that the Heat should be taking. Um, It obviously always comes down to the contract. That's the only reason. It's not because he's not a great player. He is a great player. I also think that him and Jimmy would have actually worked really well together. I think they're two ultra-competitive guys. They all only want to win. They would have bought that forward with the other guys as well. They would have bought into that. It would have been a really fun season, but I don't see it as a winning season. I don't see it as a season that's going to move the needle too much. I mean, for example, if you took the uh, roster as it is now, I would probably put Miami somewhere around the sixth seed. Uh, Add Westbrook to that and what would have had to have gone the other way. Um, I don't see it moving particularly much, maybe up to fourth, perhaps third absolute push. Um, Certainly not top two. So um, and then you're stuck. You're stuck with that horror contract. It is an enormous contract. It's a contract for a great player, but for a player that was already starting to show some signs of decline for the first time, maybe in his career, um, I don't see that. I didn't see that as a deal that would be worth mortgaging our future. 
And as it turns out, when the deal did happen to Houston and it became apparent what um, Presti was asking for, um, it was pro- it was sounded out that it was going to be um, two of three of um, either Winslow, Bam or Harrow, and then probably a bad contract as well, like a, a Waiters or a James Johnson, something like that. Now, just for those youngsters alone, I would have been really unhappy if we'd have given up on any of them. And apparently it needed to be two of the three, and the chances are it was going to be uh, Bam and Harrow that they wanted. Well, that's a no-go That's a no go for us. I, I think that that would have been a stupid move. So I'm pleased that Pat didn't take it. Um, and I'm pleased that um, Westbrook moved to uh, Houston. Although I say that, it, it's a difficult thing because all I've done since I've been a Miami Heat fan, it's not very long, as I've just said, but our best player has been, what, Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, something like that, over the last three years. And yet here I am saying, oh, I don't want Russell, Russell Westbrook. That's a, that's a dumb move. You know, it sounds a bit odd. Um, but for the right reasons, for what I just said, I think that we've done the right thing. But when I woke up on the morning of the, uh, of the trade to Houston, I read it uh, from, uh, you know, the, the wash bomb. And my initial reaction was, oh, we haven't got him. You know, there was that, that little bit of regret there. So it just sort of shows you that it is a big play. It would have been a really fun season, but it wouldn't have been the right move. I would have been really pissed off if we would have got rid of Bam, if we would have got rid of Hero, if we would have got rid of Winslow um, to incorporate a huge contract that would have meant that we would have missed out on a potential uh, really good free agency class in 2021. And that- So, Russ becomes a rocket in exchange for Chris Paul coming the other way and about a billion picks as well. Um, and straight away the rumours were that, that there was never going to be any situation really where OKC would want to play a minute of Chris Paul. Um, so, straight away from being Russ Westbrook being the Miami Heat's uh, primary target inevitably that shifted over to Chris Paul. You know, let's pick the conversation back up. But now instead of Russ, we're looking at CP3. Um, And the Heat aren't particularly interested. I think it's something that they had discussions about initially. Um, Great player, by the way. I've got nothing against Chris Paul. I I just think that when you're looking at what we was going to get potentially with Russ, as a, in my opinion, around a top 10 player, well, Chris Paul's not that player. He's, a, he's, he's still an elite, but he's not a top 10. He's probably not even a top 20 player. Um, and he's ageing. You know, 34 years old at the moment. He's going to be earning 40-something million in three years' time as a 37-year-old. So the appeal that was there with Russ isn't particularly there with Paul. But we were in discussions. I think that, I think that was always going to happen. Pat was always going to ask the question, OK, you know, what, what would we be looking at in a potential scenario here? And... The thing is, the leverage has changed now because whereas we, we was actively pursuing Rustbrook, we're not really we're not really with the uh, with the CP3. So, in my opinion, you don't go moving any of your young core for Chris Paul if you're gonna do a trade. And I think this is obviously what's been widely reported. I think that Miami would want back both the picks that have ended up in OKC. They want both those picks back. Uh, they'd also want to get rid of all their crap. So they'd want to get rid of the horror contracts we've got left. Um, and that then gives OKC something to sort of get get going with. You know, it's not going to be a terrible team if you've got 
rid of Paul, but then they've taken on, for example, Dion Waiters and um, James Johnson, and I've, I'm, they might have been able to have squeezed Winslow, but even then I wouldn't have been particularly happy. But that gives OKC something to go on, but they're also, especially um, the former two that I mentioned there, uh, maybe Goran Dragic as well, they're all expiring deals, so that, it means that they don't have to really go long uh, before they can they can crack on with their rebuild, which is obviously what they're going to do. Um, from the Heat's perspective, would they want that? Would they want to get rid of those, say, those free players on those big contracts to take on Chris Paul, plus get their picks back? It it wouldn't be horrific. I, I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be thrilled with if they did that. If it was completely down to me, I'd be saying no. I, I'd rather just run it out with what we've got. Let those deals go. Uh, and expire and then we've got a full arsenal to go with uh, for 2021 uh, Chris Paul doesn't allow you to do that because he'll be earning max money along with Jimmy it doesn't move the needle that far in my opinion uh, again it's not a deal that I'll be interested in uh, certainly not if it included any of our youngsters so for me and I think the Heat sort of has shared this it's not something that they're particularly pursuing they're not actively aggressively doing so so it's now come to the point where we've gone back full circle Russ hasn't happened doesn't look like CP3 is going to happen rightly so um, back here we are back at the beginning back to Bradley Bill so that's what we're going to talk about now Bradley Bill, bill me up. I am a Bradley Bill stan, so I would love the scenario where we have Bradley Bill in South Beach. Honestly, he's one of my favourite players in the NBA. So anything where Bill and Miami is in the same breath, I'm all ears. I want it. But guys, seriously, like some of the stuff I've seen, it's like get a grip. You know, come on, like. This is all stemming from the fact that Bill is eligible about this time next week to sign an extension and where he could be getting max money. And everyone is saying that the rumours are that he's going to decline that option. And why wouldn't you, by the way, because Washington is just in a sh absolute shower at the moment. So it it is heavily muted that he's going to reject that. So now everyone's losing their shit and they're saying, oh, that's it. So Washington are going to have to blow it up. You know, then he's going to, we, we, we can swoop in and we can get a deal done. And I just laugh at it because I just think like, no, they haven't. They, they can just sit on what they've got. You know, why, why would they go, oh, that's it. Bill's, um, Bill's not going to extend. So let's trade him right now. He's got two years left of his contract. I agree if we're this time next year, they've then got a decision to make because they, they know he's not going to sign. But some of the stuff I've been seeing where you think like, oh, okay, right, all we've got to do is give them, um, I don't know, uh, Dragic and uh, John James Johnson and then maybe we can throw in a sweetener like Tyler Harrow and that would be enough and that, that's enough for them to get the reset going for 2021. Well, put yourself in their shoes. Would you, would you you're a Washington fan, would you want to take that trade on and lose Bill for two years? You could potentially keep Bill for the whole two years and just go, well, screw it. We'll just do what we've got. But you could certainly sensibly do that for another year. I wouldn't want to take that. I wouldn't be anything lit. I'd laugh you off the phone if that was your proposal to me. I don't see any scenario whatsoever 
where Bill comes to Miami on his own. Which leads it on to, uh, again, what everybody knows, that the only way that now the goalposts change is you give them a reason to do so. And that is by taking on the worst contracts in the NBA of John Wall. And you do them both together. That now becomes a scenario that potentially could happen. Because Washington, obviously, as everyone knows, you know they've got the, John Wall on this ridiculous contract that is just about to start. And obviously, uh, horror Achilles injury, going to be out for at least a year, maybe even 18 months before he even starts stepping foot back on the court, let alone gets up to you know full NBA speed again. So it gives them a chance to reset now rather than you know keep Bill for another year and then uh, they've got gone a year into the max money of John Wall and then they might be able to look at something or nobody takes John Wall and they're now running that out for another four years and they're basically just doing nothing now. They can't do anything. So yes, it, it relieves them of cap hell by taking Wall and Bill together. And the... You know, the, the noise on Twitter with Heat Twitter is that's a little bit more split. Um, there's still, I would say, is that people are, the majority is that people would take that. And that does make me laugh a little bit because you think, well, you're saying, you're actually saying the words, oh, but it relieves wizards of cap hell. But you're you're taking on that cap hell. You know, you're saying those words and you want that. Um, so I know that, okay, we've maybe got better pieces there. We've already got Jimmy sitting there ready and we've probably got some, you know, good pieces that are going to grow in that time. So I get it. But again, for me, my take, I think that it's a stupid move again. It's, it's, we're so close to getting rid of these ridiculous contracts that, you know, came about two, three years ago. We're, we're almost out of our, our credit card hell. And now you're going to go and blow it all on, you know, pieces that, all right, they'll, they'll improve you, but it's such a risk. So it's the sort of thing that I have done. It's the sort of thing that I would do and I'll, I have done before and I will do it again. I, you know, I, I, can, I can be in credit card debt for a couple of years and then I'll eventually pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. And I'll get right to the end. And then I go and book free trips to Miami and then I sit, you know, and I'm back where I started. And I've done this, by the way, and I'm still doing it now. And I'll carry on doing it again because that's just who I am. And I'll buy a £700 iPad because I need something that's an inch and a half bigger to watch the Miami Heat games on. You know, that's all the things that I've done. <laughs> if you do that with Wall and Bill, you've got a player in John Wall that, I actually think he's a great player. He's fully a fully healthy and a fully fit John Wall. And if someone could assure that to me, I would do it. I'd say, yeah, okay, take it. Take him and Bill because I know I'm going to get the player that left, you know, before the injury, um, who's just explosive. He re- but for a player that relies on that pace and that explosion, he's got an Achilles injury that, you know, a brutal, an absolutely brutal injury. You know, one of the worst injuries that the NBA have seen. And there's a very good chance that he's never going to come back to a shadow of that player. And in the meantime, you're paying a year to 18 months of that money whilst he's sitting. You know, he's doing nothing. So you're running with Bill and you're running with uh, Jimmy, which is a great pair. I love that. But taking on that ridiculous contract as well. Plus, what would have to go the other way? I mean, if you did take out a couple of the bad contracts, I'm sure that Washington are going to want something out of, you know, 
uh, out of us. They're going to want one of our young pieces. Again, I just I just think it's dumb. It would be an irresponsible trade. So for me, that's a no-go. In my opinion, if Bill likes Miami and he room every, you know I've read the reports and there's been a lot of whispers that he does it's a move that would really interest him you know let's not get too sucked into it because if he becomes a free agent in 2021 we're not going to be the only ones in for him by a, a long shot the whole league are going to be in for him so heads can get turned in between them but let's just say we kept what we've got we ride out all our crap we pay off our credit cards as I've just said and we get rid of the bad contracts Miami now are in a position where we'll have Jimmy, all right, two years older, but, you know, he's, he's still going to be a good player. He's, he's not going to be someone that peters out. He's going to be a player that's going to be playing at a very good level for the next four or five years. So, okay, we've got an ageing butler, but still a very, very good player. We could then pick up Bill in free agency. We've then got room to add something else. And let's just say, in the meantime, whilst we're riding this out, Bam becomes the player that I, I know he's going to become. He's going to become a top five, top three centre in the league. I've got no doubts about that. I think this season is going to be an absolute madness for him. He, the, the, league, he, the league is sleeping on this guy, in my opinion. I think he's going to be massive and he's going to show it this year. He's got his chance to shine. He's going to take it. So he could be an elite centre in this league. Winslow has sort of wanted to be able to now take the torch from Wade. Although I think Butler maybe has now done that. But his persona now is that he wants to become the face, the future of this franchise. He's got a very high ceiling. He's had a mini breakout year last year. But I think if in two years he's continued to grow as he did this season just gone in the next two seasons, then I think we've got a potential all-star in Justice Winslow. Okay, We've got Derek Jones Jr. who burst onto the scene this year, or I had a few minutes the year before as well, but we know what he can do. He's going to get better. He's going to bulk up a bit. Hopefully, he's going to get bigger. He's been saying that he wants to be the best defender on the team. You know that that that's the sort of mentality that this guy is going to show. I, again, I think we're going to see big things from Derek Jones, and this is all the sort of thing now that you can do. You can add these quality pieces to Jimmy to potentially Bill, and then we still could have room for something else. You know, that 2021 class is insane. It's like the year that's just happened, that we've just seen. Um, I, I think that for how pissed off would you be if we've done the wall and the bill trade and we've got rid of all our, you know, the young players or whatever we needed to send the other way, and now suddenly... You know, not, say, say for example, nothing really happens with the Bucks over the next two years. Let's just say, let's just say that they, they, they just stagnate. I don't think they will, actually. I think they'll get better. But let's just say they did. And now all of a sudden, Giannis is making um, noises that he doesn't want to re-sign. He wants to go somewhere else. You know, I'm not saying, oh, that means Miami will be in for him and he'll come to us. But we will certainly be in with a shout. We're a massive market. We are a very desirable destination. We're tax-free. The climate, the, how vibrant the city is, with the, you've got the weather, you've got the women. All of this stuff is appealing for anybody. And if you've got a couple of good pieces in there already, how pissed off would you be if you've missed out on a Giannis, for example, because you've taken on a wall that got nowhere near uh, the player of old 
and suddenly now Bradley Bill is expiring because we've taken that contract on and nothing's really happened. Let's say we've gone, you know, two seasons of a second round exit. Bill now might just go, okay, it's not really worked. Off I go as well. It's just, in my opinion, it's an irresponsible trade to do. I get why people want it. And it does sound a bit bizarre because, as I've already said before, from a guy who's followed Miami for the last three years and always I've done is seen the absolute definition of mediocrity, you know, to keep saying all these big players are coming along and I keep butting them back and saying, you know, no, it's not the right move, it's not the right move. But it's it, if that deal was, if you're in 2021 now and that deal was is approached itself, well, you have to get Bill, but you also have to take uh, Wall, you wouldn't be taking it. You'd be looking at all the other options that are going to be there. It's only because it's now that people are interested in it. And I get it because the league is in such flux. It's anybody's NBA this year. It really is. It's so open. I really, really can't wait to get, get started with it. And, you know, we've, we don't need to join it just because for the sake of it, I'd be disappointed if we make that rash decision just so that we can be a part of this or we've got a duo like everyone else has got a duo. So my advice to Pat, and he won't listen, I'm sure he won't, I will not be surprised at all if the business stops where it is. The rumours are it's not going to happen. The rumours are that it is going to be something else. But my advice is sit it out, ride it away, all the mess that we've created before develop these young players they're going to keep getting better and just watch to see what we can do in 2021 jimmy's not going to age that badly everyone that's another concern everyone's already thrown out there i don't believe that's going to be the case i think he's going to be an elite player for another four or five years my advice pat just roll it out stay patient get those bits in place 2021 off we go and then we can be a contender we can challenge for titles again it would be irresponsible to max your credit cards back out now. Cool. So that's uh, that's covered all the trade stuff that's happened over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, feel free to interact when I put this out there and tell me what I'm talking rubbish and garbage. That's absolutely fine. Um, I'm going to always end every episode that I do with a sort of mailbag section. So um, I put it out to, to Twitter um, yesterday um, to just fire some questions. They can be anything um, NBA related, doesn't have to focus on the heat. Um, however, the, the questions I got back were all heat related. So I'll fire through these now um, and uh, it'd only be quick, but um, it would just uh, be, be nice to sort of do this as a, as a good interaction to, to finish each episode. So the first um, question I got was from at Clutch Miami PE. And his question was, if the team gets goes into the season as it is now, what's the ceiling? So that's what I've just sort of been pushing for. I've been saying, look, as much as I want these guys um, that were rumoured to come to come, um, maybe the timing's not great at the moment. So I am more than happy to go into this season as it is. I think the season off-season already is a win. I think we've managed to get Jimmy on a max contract when we had absolutely fuck all space left in our cap we also managed to rid Whiteside who I like by the way I don't I've, I've never bagged on Whiteside really um so um but he was a bad contract he was on big money this year so we've managed to rid that 
bring in Mayers Leonard as well. I like Mayers Leonard. I haven't seen that much of him, but what I have seen of him, I think he's good. Um, so I'm pleased we've got him in. Um, and we've got some, as I, as I said, just in that last section there, um, talking about the build trade. If we can get a fully firing BAM, a fully firing and uh, increasing ability of uh, Justice Winslow, if Derek Jones Jr. has another big year and continues to progress, he's another year into experience, he'll get better. I have no doubts about that as well. And then we've also got, not really touched on it, but Dion Waiters, who had a little bit of a um, uh, Twitter rant earlier this week um, with some of the sort of addressing some of the fallout from the... Uh, mocking he was taking about his weight last year you know this guy came back from from a, another terrible injury he's so competitive he's another alpha on this team he looks good in uh in great shape at the moment you know if he, if he can come back when you see the pictures of what he's put on he's trim he's been working out hard um if he can come back and he can produce what we saw in the 30-11 season which is my uh, my first season following Miami if he can show what he did there, if he can get us regular, you know, mid to late teens in terms of points every game, and he's got Dion Waiters who's got something to prove to this league, to everyone to remind the league of how good he is, he can be, he could, he can be big for Miami this year. So we could have a, we could have a great asset in Waiters, an improving Bam, an improving um, DJJ, an improving Winslow. I'm not really sure what to make of James Johnson. I understand he's been putting the work in as well. But, you know, he's a useful player if we do it. If it runs in with how we've let it go um, and we've added Jimmy as well, I think a realistic um, approach will be that the Heat will be anywhere between sort of, well, I would say around the sixth seed. Um, that's being conservative. I don't think that's being unrealistic. It could maybe be a seventh, perhaps. A ceiling, I would say, is it a million miles off of what, the Pacers have got, um, especially with Oladipo still out. Um, obviously, they've already added some nice pieces, so they're going to be another decent team. I think uh, Philly and, and Bucks are going to be great. They're going to be the top two. Very difficult to say what the Nets are going to be with. Uh, all right, they're not going to see any of KD, um, but you know they've they've got Kyrie. But then is that going to be a massive increase from losing from from going from D'Lo to Kyrie? Is it is a better player, of course, and it will probably add a couple of wins on but I'm not having a nets at anything you know sort of third or second or anything silly like that they'd probably be above us I think that's a realistic thing to say um difficult to know what's going to happen with the Raptors so that's another intriguing one but I think fifth at a push sixth probably more realistic I think that's our ceiling uh this season as it is if we went in with what we've got right now second question um there's two more so second question I uh, is from at Devaldo won, and his question was, could, theoretically, a trade that sees John Wall see his revival as an all-star point guard? So, we've sort of already covered uh, Wall. Um, I think that as much as I like the player, um, and I do really like the player, by the way, I think he's, um, I think in full health, he could, he's a top 10 player, I think. I, I really rate him. Um, it's going to be things with an Achilles, as I've already said. It's a cancer, really, to a to a point guard because especially someone like Wall, who relies on that pace, that burst of pace, that explosion to the rim. Um, it's such a risk in acquiring someone like him, and 
yeah, if he comes back healthy, yeah, absolutely, he'll be an all-star again. Will it happen? That's anybody's guess, and it really is. The thing is, if the, the, the pro that might come into it is if that trade does happen and he ends up in South Beach, please don't let it happen, but if it does, um, you know, there's a lot of faith in the Miami um, coaching and medical uh, team. The conditioning there is spot on, so they would they would give him the the ultimate chance of getting back to the player that he was, but the risk is too big. So to the answer to the question, yeah, certainly he can he can get back to all star status. Willie is literally anybody's guess. It all depends on what comes, um, how how it heals. You know, we've seen it before. Players don't make it back to what they were. Um, I hope it doesn't happen because I like I like John Ball as a player. Final question, again, it is uh, John Wall related. This is from Purple Buckets, at Purple Buckets. And his question is, what do you think of a super sixth man, John Wall, when healthy? Um, yeah, uh, I think I, I think that that's, he's, he's more than that. You know, if, if you can get him back when uh, healthy again, um, he's, he's, a, he's a piece, he's a great piece. He, he, would take, he would take that point guard place without a doubt. Um, sixth man, yeah, I quite like. I quite like that. Um, do I see that happening again? Same sort of thing as I, the question I just answered. It's such a. It's it's who knows. It's a who knows scenario. So no, for me, I don't want to see John Wall on on the heat, whether it be as a starter, as a sixth man on the bench in the medical room, whatever it may be. I like him, but it's a no from me. But. Who knows? We will see what will be coming out uh, very soon, I suppose, really. This time next week, we'll know what's happening with Bill, um, whether he signs that extension, and that will sort of, I suppose, start to move things forward. But not if it's down to me. I, if I'm on the uh, the Washington Wizards front office, I just sit tight. I just don't let it bother me. But who knows? Anyway, guys, um, that wraps up the mailbag section. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. It's my first episode, as you all know. Um, again, a massive thanks to everyone in um, the NBA in the UK community and everyone over in the States that have followed and interacted with me. Um, it's the reason why I do this. It's a hobby. I love Miami Heat. I love Miami sports, full stop. Um, but I do it because I just want to engage. I want to have fun. Um, I am having fun. I think I've, you know, there's been some good strides taken so far. Um, I've, you know, the website's there and the Twitter account's growing and you know, so are the other social media pages. When we get into the season, I'm sure there'll be a bit more uh, going on. So we'll have some game highlights and game reaction and I'll do some fun and games and some things that that will keep everyone entertained. Um, and I'll, the idea with the pod eventually will be a to do a weekly one. It won't be a weekly one at the moment because I don't think there'll be enough content to produce a weekly one. I'll always aim for around the half an hour mark. I don't want to go too far over that because... Uh, you know, everyone's got these long pods now and I don't think they're, especially at the moment where I'm doing this sort of Colin Coward style solo, it gets a bit much to listen to one guy ramble on for an hour or so longer. Um, it won't always be me. Uh, it will be in the uh, first stages. I'll just get some reaction to what you guys think and if you're enjoying it. But I will definitely be adding guests. I've already had one or two people come out uh, just from um, when I mentioned that the pod's coming soon with guys already taking a, uh, an interest in it saying, oh, I'd love to be on the pod. And, you know, th- I will definitely be doing that. There'll be guests uh, that will be coming on. Um, so in the meantime, though, really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, that is the very first episode of Heating Up the UK in the books. I'm Dan Healy. You can find me 
on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, which is at the Miami Heat UK, and the website is www.miamiheatuk.com. Anyway, till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon.